I'm thankful for all the new friends I met in Colorado who surround me um, as I make a transition. I am thankful for my family, thankful for my two daughters, two healthy girls. I'm thankful for my healthy kids, healthy family. So this Thanksgiving, I'm really thankful that I just got engaged and I'm very excited. Well, no matter who you are, you can find a reason to be grateful this season. I'm John Fuller, and you're listening to Season 2 of Focus on the Family's Christmas Stories podcast. We want to help you get in the holiday spirit, so we'll be spending the next seven weeks helping you do that. I'm joined by two of my colleagues here at Focus on the Family, Lisa Anderson and Paul Batura. Lisa is host of The Boundless Show, and Paul is our Vice President of Communications. Uh, Really, it is the most wonderful time of year, isn't it? It is. And actually, John, even though it is called Christmas Stories, we're actually celebrating a number of holidays, including Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and my favorite holiday, New Year's goal setting. Oh, that that one comes <laughs> like in February, doesn't it? I love it. I make all my friends just set goals. What's your goal? I just I have a new one every year. It's like usually like five or six. So, but I remember asking my family like to talk about their goals when I was home, and my sister said, "I want to get a new stove." And then I argued about how that's not a goal. That's super lame. It's like the worst. <laughs> do you set goals? Uh, I this, oh, is, sure. this is like a long way off from now. <laughs> I do, I, but I've never set a goal about my oven or, or a stove <laughs> no, or anything like that. No, that's not a goal. All that's right. Why. Well, maybe our friends will contribute to the conversation and let us know what some of their goals are. Uh, today, we're going to really uh, dial in and talk about the more immediate holiday, Thanksgiving, and uh, that is right around the corner. I, I was thinking in preparation for our time together that one of the more um, special Thanksgivings for us, beyond like the first one as a married couple, was last year. One of my daughters invited like 15 people over. She was just like, hey, if you're not doing anything, come over to our house. Hey, you don't have plans? Come to our house. She invited a whole bunch of people. And at one point, we just had this rotating door of people coming in and leaving. And it made the holiday really special because it was kind of a bonding over a common need to just be together. So that that became a pretty special time for me. How about you two? Well, obviously this year I'm going to go to your house for yeah, Thanksgiving. We'll <laughs> I'm hoping your daughter will invite me. Um, no, I'm absolutely determined not to host Thanksgiving this year. I've done it the last few years. So mm-hmm. I'm taking applications for people that want to have me over. I now, would appreciate that. Now, Paul, you've got three younger kids. Well, so we, we try and get out of the house to get out of my wife's hair so she can cook and she can prepare. And so the last couple of years I've taken them over and we've uh, gone up on the incline. The incline is this... Uh, 2,000-foot elevation uh, stairwell here in Colorado Springs. And uh, <laughs> little guys, even our boys. Come on, guys. It'll be fun, to <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, we put them, uh, last year I put them in pilgrim's hats, and, and they actually, not, not our oldest. He, re- he refused to wear the pilgrim hat. And, uh, the, but here's the funny thing. So you, when you dress weird, you may get on TV. And so when I put the hat on our middle guy, he said, well, maybe I'll get on TV. And uh, I said, well, I doubt it. But sure enough, we got over there. And a local television station was shooting because, you know, they look for these types of stories. Yeah. And uh, he showed up on the news that night and uh, it made his day. <laughs> well, I have an idea for this year. It's not too late. And I, I know your son and his physical size is just about right for a banana suit that we have at our house. So I'll lend that to you. And I mean, how many bananas can there be walking up Pike's Peak, right? Not, uh, probably not enough. Yeah. So we'll work on that. Well, we want to help you and your family enjoy this season. And we've got resources at focusonthefamily.com slash 
Christmas stories, even though we're not talking Christmas today. And don't forget the Advent season, which is coming up soon. We have a free downloadable Advent calendar called Knowing Him by Name that you and your family should go through together and request your copy today. Again, the website to find that is focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas stories. And when it comes to Thanksgiving, um, uh, even though I said it's going to be more than food, uh, food is a big part of the tradition here in the U.S. And uh, to get us going, here's Julie Barnhill talking about family traditions and food. Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. And I was so excited because in my home, it was my mom and dad and my grandma, and my grandma could cook. Serious cooking where you don't have recipes. You know, you just put a pinch of this, a pinch of that, all that. And um, she would sear a turkey. She would sear a turkey, get it all brown, and then cook it on top of the stove. This is for Mr. Chef, and all these other people said this is okay to do. And she would cook it on low, on top of the stove, all night. And then when you woke up in the morning, oh, this aroma of turkey. And she cooked it breast down, says, oh, that grease all soaked up in there and about like this much broth and she made homemade noodles with egg yolk and rolled them out I know she was just something else and there was five of us and there would be five pies (laughs) because I had my favorite my dad had his favorite my mom had her favorite gooseberry pie there would be two cakes always an angel food cake an angel food cake with about 12 Inches of frosting on it. My grandma, when she made frosting for an angel food cake, she used two bricks of Philadelphia cream cheese. Oh, see, I love you all. Butter, half and half, and pure vanilla, and powdered sugar, and just speed up. Oh, ooh. And she would slather that puppy. I mean, you'd, she'd plop it in the... Pray for the cake. I don't think it's going to And the cake was like 12 feet high because she used 13 egg whites. It was just unbelievable. I mean, this, this is how I grew up with Thanksgiving and eating like this. So I go home for the holidays with my husband, and I'm just so excited to meet his family because they're precious. And they're going to be my in-laws, and I just know they're going to love me. And they're going to be so glad that Rick picked me. <laughs> grandmother's house and I we step in the back door and I (sighs) (laughs) tied I smelled tied (laughs) there must be some fluke (sighs) so I tried it again still tied still tied so I walked in and I looked and I didn't see anything there was nothing around and wait 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 wait. I, I, I spied turkey and I walk over and I lift it up and it's, it's sliced and it's cold and there's no broth in it and it's in an aluminum pan. And then I, I looked under this one thing and there was like some peas there. And I said, well, where are the noodles? There's got to be noodles in here and macaroni and cheese and cream corn and cream peas. If, you know, you kind of get the drift here. Nothing. Nothing. They had potato salad. <laughs> That's just unnatural. Okay? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> so I got a little do 
dose of the Barnhill Holiday Feast, which wasn't anything like what I was used to. And being 19 and mature, I went back to the bedroom and I cried. <laughs> and I'm not shallow or anything. I was just... I was just moaning and complaining that I didn't have egg noodles to eat on my mashed potatoes and cottage cheese and mixing it all up together. I just... Okay, I lost you on that one. Okay. <laughs> level it just didn't quite pan out all right and what's cool now is um, we went to Thanksgiving to my sister-in-law's house and all of Rick's family's there and I have they have seen the light <laughs> I have brought them to the dark side we no longer eat healthy meals we have starch one person asked me one time what do you have at Thanksgiving I said we have starch <laughs> a big bowl of starch right there and the kids mom are you making egg noodles this year my father-in-law called Julie, you bringing up those egg noodles this year? So, I mean, that's, that is, that's synonymous to me with the holidays. Well, Julie brings such a lighthearted perspective on why we can learn to appreciate others, even if they do things differently than what we're used to. Well, I'm a big fan of Julie because I absolutely love starch. If it were up to me, we would not even eat turkey at Thanksgiving. We would just all eat big bowls of stuffing. Hey, now, I, I am up for a lot of different foods. I, I kind of go paleo, so I saw something in a catalog that looked good. It was a bacon-wrapped turducken. Oh, it was word. turkey, duck, and chicken with bacon wrapped around it. Would that be okay? There is nothing right about that. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, there's nothing right about Brussels sprouts so as, <laughs> as long as we're talking, As long as we're talking about food, I don't know if you saw in late October, the woman who invented the green bean casserole passed away. Oh, oh no. Wow. She was 92. Aww. She apparently uh, was a Campbell's Soup uh, worker when she came up with this idea to obviously sell more uh, Campbell's soup by creating this green bean casserole, and if you know, there's a lot of opinions about the green bean casserole. A lot. Well, I, I think people either love it or hate it. Even right? if you hate it, it's because you had it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think so. But uh, even if you I, hate I'm, it, you have to have it at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the obligatory dish. Yeah. Well, sure being a good Midwesterner, I mean, the cream of mushroom <laughs> soup is, is the main ingredient for most good foods. With tater so. tots. Yeah. Well, there are so many different ways to be thankful and count our blessings during this season. And we're going to listen now to one of our listeners recalling how she taught her children about thankfulness. One of my favorite Thanksgiving memories when my children were little was creating a thankful box that we started on November 1st. I was homeschooling them, and the change of a calendar was always a big deal. And so on the 1st of November, we'd find a box and decorate it and make it our Thanksgiving box. And I'd have little slips of paper out, and it would be just, I am thankful for. And throughout the day and throughout the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, the children would either write themselves or tell me what they wanted written down and put them in the box. And then after Thanksgiving meal, we would sit around and open the box. And it was just like Christmas where everyone was so excited. And we'd pass the box around and pull out a slip and read what we were thankful for throughout the month. And it could be everything from I'm thankful we have pizza on Friday to I'm thankful for my little brother not knocking over my toys to I'm thankful to to my family for X, Y, Z. And so it was always just such an excitement to be able to start this gratitude um, box at the beginning of the month and carry it forwards. And then if we had extended family coming, it was always um, just really exciting for the kids to be able to also have a note in there. I'm so glad that 
Uncle Ed played soccer with me today. I'm so glad that Papa took a shopping or whatever the activity was that they were thankful for. And it just helped them create a feeling of gratitude. And I just want to say our whole family is just so grateful and thankful for Focus on the Family. And we wish everyone just blessings throughout the rest of the year. I love the idea of the thankful box. You may have to get one of those. It is one of the many different ways that you can kind of count your blessings during this season. Paul, um, how do you help your three boys um, learn to be thankful? You know, John, there are a lot of different ways. I, I think of one thing that I've been very cognizant of. Whenever the weather turns cold, I like to, like when we're walking to the car, you know, I talk about, you know, 100 years ago, people used to have to ride a horse home from church. And here we are in this warm car. You know, so just trying to point out the convenience. The hardship of, of others. Point out the hardship of others, <laughs> but really point out the conveniences of today okay. and appreciate it. Another thing we do, we have a, a little prayer book that we keep at home. And uh, it's, a, it's really a blank notebook. And every night we go through prayer requests for friends, for family, for things we're praying about. And we write them down. And then we go back just a day later or a week later and we go over what prayer was answered and what prayer wasn't. And I think that's making an impression on the fact that the Lord answers prayers, mm. but to, as a good reminder to be thankful when the Lord, because we pray for so many different things, but, and, and the Lord answers all kinds of prayers, but often we're so busy going on to the next thing that we don't appreciate what he's done uh, in the interim. We don't stop so, and say, right. thank you for answering that prayer. That's good. Well, Susie Larson has compiled a variety of perspectives and tips for you about growing grateful kids. That's the name of the book that we're making available to you today. Growing Grateful Kids is available for your donation of any amount to focus on the family. You'll find a way to donate and get a copy of Susie Larson's great book at focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas stories. Also, don't forget our Advent calendar download that is called Knowing Him by Name. It is free and filled with fun activities for you and your family to celebrate Advent together. You can't go wrong with free holiday fun. So request a copy today at focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas stories. Hmm. We've had kind of a lighter tone so far, but we're going to turn a corner because some folks are really struggling at this time of year. Um, Thanksgiving memories and traditions aren't warm and fuzzy. They're difficult. And it may be that you have some real pain going on. And finding ways to be grateful is just hard. Uh, Lisa, it's a tough one for you, isn't it? It is. John, this has been a year of loss for me. I lost my mom on Good Friday. Um, Actually, just a couple weeks ago, I lost a friend to suicide. I have a friend near death of cancer and a couple more who just received diagnoses. So Mm. it's a struggle uh, to actively be thankful. But I have to remind myself that God is not surprised by this. And do I really believe that he is both in control and he's good? Mm. And I love what Kay Arthur says, uh, where she talks about he puts us in the fire, but it's a controlled burn. And so the goal is to refine us, not destroy us. And Mm. I take hope in that. Well, I hope you'll uh, listen in carefully for the next few minutes as we have some stories that, especially if you're dealing with tough times and this is not a really great season for you, you're going to find some hope and encouragement here. What I'm most grateful for, other than my salvation, is my family and the life of my son, who will soon be 30. Three years ago, I was watching my son uh, kill himself slowly uh, through drinking and 
taking prescription medications. He was handsome and intelligent, and he was just killing himself, and it was killing me to watch him. And about this time of the year, the holidays were approaching, and the Lord burdened my heart to pray for him. Uh, I just couldn't get him out of my mind, and I wasn't worried. I was prayerful. I was, felt the urge to pray for him all the time. And right before Thanksgiving, my son called me and said, Mom, I don't know why. I'm not sure I'm ready, but I think it's time that I try to get sober again. He'd done it once before, and it hadn't worked. But this time, when he called me, I knew it was God, and I knew this was it. And this time it would be for good. I just felt such peace from God. And it was true. It was for good. Today he's sober and he's growing in the Lord. He's probably closer to the Lord than I am, than anyone in the family. And his life is just a miracle. It's my miracle. And when I feel discouraged, I just think of Charlie. My husband left us with $100,000 worth of bills, and my daughter was only seven. I had to go back to work, didn't have much money. He didn't pay support for about a year and a half. And that morning, the Holy Spirit on Thanksgiving told me to hurry up and go downstairs and do laundry and take a shower. And it was only 5 in the morning. I didn't want to wake up my daughter, so I didn't do it. When my daughter woke up, I went downstairs, and the basement was flooded. The hot water tank had broken, and there was water everywhere. Um, I had helped out at choir. One of the ladies had invited us over for Thanksgiving. Her husband was cooking Thanksgiving dinner and was gracious enough to stop what he was doing, come over, shut the water off, and he sent someone to my home the next day to install a new hot water tank. And when I got the bill, I almost fainted. It was about $1,000, and I said to the gentleman that installed it, I don't have the money. And he said, that's okay, it's already been paid for. And I had never met the gentleman that paid for it. I knew his wife and daughter from choir practice. But I just thank God. And they had us over for dinner. They gave us gift cards for groceries, gave my daughter like a, a generic type of a Build-A-Bear. And my daughter had been asking for one. And they gave us food to take home. And truly, they made us a family for that day. And I will never, ever forget the wonderful people. And I found out, um, you know, who he was and shook his hand. And I just praise God for that. John, you can really hear the emotion in her voice and, uh, you know, the power of the story, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason Jesus taught in parables. It's the way that um, I think we best connect with other people, and it brings us all down on a very even playing field. No matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much money you owe, no matter how well you are, no matter how sick you are, you can relate to another person through the power of their story. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm very grateful that this these folks were willing to share theirs with us. Yeah, it's a privilege to be kind of the keeper of those kinds of stories, and we're so glad to be able to share some encouragement from people who are in a tough situation. If you're in a hard space right now, please know Focus on the Family is here for you. We have caring Christian counselors on staff. They would love to talk to you, uh, pray with you, maybe direct you to some resources. The number to schedule an appointment is 1-800-A-FAMILY, 800, the letter A and the word FAMILY. And earlier I mentioned we have a lot of other resources for you. Susie Larson has written a great book. It's called Growing Grateful Kids, and we can make that available to you. Support the ministry of Focus on the Family with a generous gift of any amount today. We'll send a complimentary copy of Growing Grateful Kids to you. 
Uh, You can find details and opportunities to donate and a link to find a counselor in your own area. All of that at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Christmas Stories. Coming up next week on Christmas Stories. But what we don't know is what happened before 1620. And this is what shocked me. I had no clue. Is that just because the pilgrims were the first ones to settle there, they were not the first ones to travel there. We'll be sharing more from that conversation with Eric Metaxas about the real story of Thanksgiving. For now, for Paul Batura, Lisa Anderson, and the entire team here at Focus on the Family, I'm John Fuller. Thanks so much for listening to the Christmas Stories Podcast.